question of the day. Don't you just love all the moves the Jazz have made? Vast enthusiasm for the Jazz offseason on social media. Agreed. It's gone better than I expected on paper. Now, that's all it is right now. You've got to get it on the floor. But it's maybe better is not the right word, but it's more intriguing. Well, that's a fine line. You are parsing right there. But I don't know if it's better. It looks better. I agree with you on the don't know if it looks better. I mean, it looks which, better. Which Rudy Gay are you getting? The other one. Which Rudy Gay am I getting? There's two of them? Yeah, they're real. Rudy Gay. (laughs) Please stand up. (laughs) And what I mean by that is that guy who shot 38% from three, I hope that guy stands up. Because the guy who shot 31% from three stands up, that's an issue. Yeah, then you factor in, you know, his teammates. He's playing with a better team, so mm-hmm. you have more opportunities to get your feet set and whatnot and all that type of stuff because you're playing with a better team. You're playing with an athlete, the level of Donovan Mitchell, who just demands so much attention. On a half a toe, he had 39-9-9. So what can he do if he has all five toes on both feet? I mean, the, the possibilities are endless for him. So what is that going to create for other people? And Mitchell, he didn't say this last year. He said it last, uh, this most recent season. I think he said it the year before, you know, as far as creating and having his head up, basically, to look for other guys. Well, you know, maybe Rudy Gay can be the number one most beneficiary of that situation. So I don't, I don't know that. That's what I'm saying. Right. It, it appears better. But the one thing I can't argue, even with myself, is the intriguement of it all. <laughs> intriguement. Yes. File that next to, what was the word you made up in the previous, uh, early in this hour? You've already forgotten. <laughs> I have forgotten. It was something with less and less and less and less. So I carried it all out there. There's considerableness, I believe. I, no, that was, that was one of them. That was the one I was going for. Considerableness. Uh, okay. Uh, so... But the intriguing aspect of it, the intriguement of it all, is undeniable. No one can argue that the moves they made have a level of intrigue that, it for me, is way higher than I thought I would be at four days into free agency. Conley back. You could see that coming. That was a given. You thought that was more likely than not. I right? thought it was like 90-some percent. Whiteside for favors. Intriguing. I realize it wasn't a trade, but that's sure what it looks like on the roster. It's a rotational trade. Yeah. Tony says if you really look at the moves, we didn't have to change much to get good additions to the team. So I think overall, it's been some decent ads. It, it, It can be disappointing. It can be decent. It can be a smash. So if you use them in grading terms, it could be a C, it could be a B, it could be an A. I don't think it'll be a D or an F. Can it be an A if you're not adding anyone to the starting group? Because it looks like the starting group's going to no. be exactly well, yes, the same. Yes, because I don't think that's what they needed. They need the starting group to be healthy. Well, and with if the no. starting group isn't healthy, then what you need is reserve. Yeah. Who is that reserve or reserves? So that's where they went. I don't. I don't believe they were going to make any starting assignment changes. Not off a team that won that many games. Why would you? 
unless you had some overwhelming deal where somebody just gifted you some stud. And that probably wasn't going to happen. So where you needed to address clearly was the reserves for the reserves themselves and also the reserves if a starter gets hurt. Well, it's essentially Niang for Rudy Gay. And Niang's coming off a really just, he didn't shoot a lick in the playoffs. So I realize there's this wide range for Rudy Gay, so it appears that it'll be an upgrade. The question is, how much of an upgrade will it be? Hence, an A, B, or C. C, but not the D or F. No, no, I don't see that. No. I think it potentially, and not just Gay alone, everybody could end up leading the transactions to grade out as an A, which obviously is best-case scenario. Yang shot 28% in the postseason last year. So and I Rudy think, Gay ought to give him that. Well, Gay gives you more versatility yes. with his size to, to go a five-shooting lineup if you wanted to. He's got enough size that if they... They haven't they haven't shown a desire to do that if they want, or maybe they didn't have the personnel, maybe they have the desire, but they didn't have the personnel to do it. I think the second one is more likely. I think that he can give you that opportunity to what degree, to what stretch, how long, how many minutes, whatever, remains to be seen. But right now we're just talking about possibilities. And the possibility is there. And you know, you can't forget that Quinn Snyder won fifty games uh, uh, three years ago starting non shooters. Three non-shooters. And three not three non three threats from three with favors Rubio, Rubio and Gobert, and they still won over fifty games. That that that's a heck of a coaching job right there. It doesn't get the run I think that it deserves because a lot of times people just look at other things, and you've got to be really close to the situation. Like I've said this for almost 20 years, Bronco Mendenhall going 6-6 six and six that first year was one of the best coaching jobs that I've ever seen. And I've been around a lot of coaches at the pro and college level and in high school for that matter. And that was right there for because that program was just a mess. It was so much in the toilet. And to get them to that level was a great job. Snyder did that a couple years ago, three years ago. Now you're going to give him even more weapons and see what he can do as far as that goes. And it's very intriguing. I'm... I'm, I'm extremely intrigued when we get to October, November, and this thing gets rolling for good. All right, we got more of your action coming up. You can hit us up. What you think of the Jazz offseason moves? How pumped are you? Because it seems like everyone is pumped. Maybe you're not. If you aren't, you can hit us up on Twitter, David DJ James, Facebook, DJ and PK. Grab your phone, use the app, use the open mic feature, send us your take, and Yach will play them in the 8 o'clock hour. Grab your phone, use our app and the open mic feature, and you can send us 15 seconds of audio. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Mountainland Supply. Catch Hands and Scotty live from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. See the best local and amateurs and pros in the state of Utah battle for the championship at the Mountainland. Valley View Open on August 6th at Valley View Golf Course in Layton. Your reaction pouring in here. Don't you just love all the moves the Jazz have made? Jody says, I am so anxious to watch this group together. I feel like they filled so many holes. Go Jazz! Triple exclamation point. Oh, three exclamation points. Man. 
No complaints from me, Jeff says. The wheeling and dealing with the draft to move back, get the guy we wanted, and trade the asset we got from moving back to snag Eric P. is awesome. Eric P. is an interesting case. Had a real good rookie season. Tailed off last season. And researching it, it looking like the Warriors are looking for a salary cap dump. And because of the of luxury him, tax and, and getting rid of him saves like twelve million bucks, even yep. though his salary isn't anywhere close to that on his rookie deal. But they're a repeater tax team, so yeah, they are getting all hammered. That stuff. Yeah. And then does it free up roster for potential uh future moves that will the Warriors will be interested in? So there's a combination of things there. Uh it looks like you know, a base he was first team all rookie his rookie season, obviously. Fourteen uh, points. Yeah, and so you know, the Warriors were not going anywhere that year. It was a miserable season for them. They didn't even get invited to uh, Orlando. Uh, so, you know, you have to take that in perspective to a degree. What does that mean? Uh, and then last year they had some more guys back, and he his role wasn't nearly as good. So I'm not sure he's a rotational guy. I, I certainly don't think he's a rotational guy immediately. But I think he's like 22, 23 years old himself. So there's some upside to unlock down the road. And then he's AAU buddies with uh, teammates with Donovan Mitchell. And so keep your star happy. And and Mitchell, we'll, we'll see how much Mitchell likes drama. Uh, there's been hints of it. Uh, and so do you want to minimize that uh, by having your, your friend on the team? Uh, give him a buddy. What does that mean? I don't know if it means anything in the long term. I'm going to vote it doesn't mean anything in the long term. Yeah, I don't know. I'm more interested in what you had to say about, look what he did his first year, now the second year doesn't go well. That's a pretty old story in pro sports, in lots of sports, and it's something they can unlock. And I, I really think the Warriors had to be motivated by their luxury tax situation. That's a lot of money. He's not a $12 million player, but that's what they're going to have to pay. So I get why they would do that. Yeah, it's easy to do. Right. And it's easy to explain that to your owner. Hey, I can move this guy, and he's a pretty small piece of the puzzle here. But did the Jazz get a steal and get someone who's got some upside? I'm, I'm really more interested in how well he can play. And then you look at the rotation right now, I don't see him playing right now, but lots of stuff can happen. There can be an injury. There can be a trade. He could be a year away, and if he's a year away, and this year is just an investment in him, we don't see much of him, and then he plays well next year, well, then that's a good deal. I would and take that. And it's a fine deal if you cut him. It wasn't that big a price to pay. No. But I'm never going to put limits on an individual, uh, what uh, he or she can achieve. Who knows? Uh, so let's see what he's capable of doing here. Uh, it, it, it was worth it. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go crazy over right. it. Right. Uh, but basically, well, why not? It didn't cost you a whole lot. And for the Warriors, they're saving money. It's $12 million. You can't sneeze at that by any stretch, obviously. So you can see why they could do it here. And if he turns out to be a fly, uh, a pick, you know, it's worth the fly in my mind. I bring it back to that one year that Kevin O'Connor picked up DeMar Carroll. I'm thinking, who's this guy and why do they need him? Well, he was a nice player for him. He was a hustle dude. You know, kind of a poor man's Jay Crowder. Uh, and so maybe maybe there's something there. Why not? Uh, but as I look at their off-season acquisitions, I'm not crazy about that one. Uh, I, I'm, I'm neutral right now. All I can f- come up with is why not? 
give it a shot. Maybe maybe it clicks. Maybe they see something. And you know, he did average fourteen. That and it wasn't it was in the NBA. I mean, I realized it was on a lousy team, and most of their team was gutted with injury. But it was still in the NBA. So there's something to be said for that. It wasn't summer league. It wasn't the G League. It was still the NBA. And nothing against summer league or G League, but obviously the NBA regular season is higher on the uh, totem pole than those other. Uh, summer leagues and G leagues and all that stuff. So there's something to be said for that. So it's it's worth it. It's worth trying. But I'm more interested in the other guys to see what they can bring. Michael says for the limitations they had with cap space, the Jazz have done well in the off season. Obviously, won't be able to know how well until the season. But all signs are pointing up. That's why I am in. I am more intrigued. The word I use is intrigue. Intrigue is good. You're saying there's a chance. Most definitely, there's a chance. Yes. And at worst, I grade it out as a C. And at best, I grade it out as an A. And maybe we, we settle on a B, which obviously, uh, that is something that is going to improve your team. You know, where's Whiteside? I don't want to go Monson here with uh, you know some... Uh, Long question ends up within San Bernardino. Well, when I say where is he, some esoteric answer or whatnot... I don't even know if esoteric is the word, but I'm trying to I think to it think. is, actually. Is it? Yeah, I think okay. accidentally you got it right. <laughs> trying to think of some fancy word. It made word. sense, so just keep going. Where's his mindset? Which is obviously five minutes later what Gordon meant uh, with uh, Damien Hunter. Where was his mindset? Not where was his physical presence. <laughs> uh, in San Bernardino. <laughs> just legendary to this day. Uh, <laughs> that response. It's always worth a, a listen and a chuckle. Where's... Where is he? Where's his game at? Because there's been times where his game has been phenomenal. But it wasn't there phenomenally last year. So where is he at? I, I can't answer that question. I don't know. But that thing alone, that if they only made that move, they had a chance to get their offseason acquisitions grayed out as an A. Even with just one move. And they made more than one move, obviously. Because I think Gay, I'm pretty confident that I, I know what Rudy Gay is going to give you. Because he's been giving that fairly consistently for a good number of years now. And Conley's Conley. Uh, what is Whiteside going to do? You know, I'm excited to see what he can do. Where is his game at? There's a time when he was flying around challenging every single shot. Yeah. And it was impressive to watch. That's what I'm saying. And I didn't watch him in his glory days a lot because he was over in the other conference. But you saw him enough. Yeah, well, you you just read box scores. Yeah, you knew who he was. Certainly. Absolutely. So what has he got cooking now? What is he going to bring to this team? That alone is enough to have my intriguement meter topping. And you know me and my intriguement meter. It takes a lot to to move my intriguement meter. Okay, just keep repeating that. (laughs) (laughs) Keep repeating it. You heard me. You have a point. You emphasize it a couple more times. The consultant told us that. So I go ahead and learn from the master, and you criticize me. But I have an extremely thick skin, and I just brush it off there and move it is. on to next salient and excellent point. <laughs> ah, salient. Yes. 
esoteric and salient. Yes, right. Right. Sometimes right. I just have to streak, I speak strictly to Cougar fans and ignore Ute fans. We need one more. Or as Andrew Marsh want, said. What? It was you, The word you used, meaninglessness-less. Yeah, use, that's what it was. That's yeah. what it was. <laughs> meaninglessness-less, as he says, and it made little sense. <laughs> well, as my friend once said to my other friend in the backseat of my sister's Barracuda, that made a hell of, that made a hell of sense. No, a hell of a sense. He meant to say a hell of a lot of sense, but he blurted it out so quickly. I made a hell of a sense. <laughs> At that point, me being 17, I lost it. Yeah, actually 17, not like now where emotionally you're 17 and you would still lose it if someone did that. Oh, most definitely. I think I would do it more now because I'm running out of time. When I was 17, I had the world by the tail. Now, no, I'm hanging on for dear life. So was Hassan Whiteside just stuck on a bad team, so he wasn't effective? That's what I'm saying. I don't, hurt? Or, I don't know. Or his enthusiasm level looking around like, hey, I've seen a good team. I've been on a good team. And this, this is not good. I think we need Monson to interview him. Or he had some kind of nagging injury played through and we didn't hear. You I mean, played for Sacramento of- in Miami. You were getting part-time, but the numbers were astounding. <laughs> and then you go to Sacramento, and they were using you on a part-time basis, and maybe there were injury, maybe there were lack of motivation. The team wasn't very good. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, how are you hanging on? Where are you? You know what I mean? That was Esoterically well, speaking. That was well played. I, mean, uh, I think a lot of people, away. I think a lot of longtime listeners appreciated that. Gordon, probably not at all. But I think the rest of us, that was good. Yeah, but if I can have fun at his expense, why not? Would you rather have fun at his expense or mine? Uh, probably yours. Because I'm sitting here yeah, and you get daily. the immediate yeah. reaction. Yeah, yeah. Whereas with Gordon, it's you know, delayed. How you hanging on? Where are you? It's delayed. I'm in uh, San Bernardino right yeah. now. <laughs> and the worst part of that is the person who told PK and I about that, because we didn't hear it live, we're in that luxury suite when that was one of our promotions, said, this player totally messed it up. And then we heard it like, surprised the player didn't hang up. And fall asleep. Yeah, right? <laughs> Hold on, I went and got dinner. (laughs) Damian Hunter cannot take more than 1% of the blame for that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, It's on a part-time basis. I don't know. That was good. (laughs) So where is his game? Where is his mind? I don't know. How's he hanging on? Where is he? So I get the intriguement, but we are looking at guys in rotation who are probably guys 8 and 9 in rotation. And they're going to play minutes, and it's going to matter. So everything matters, but it's not what matters most. Are Mitchell and Conley going to be healthy? And I don't have too many worries about Mitchell because what happened to him was just one of those things that can happen on a court. Maybe it was more than one of those things. Boyan said, I hope he didn't do it on purpose. There's clearly at least a little bit of a thought, and maybe more than that, I don't know, because we're not around those guys much anymore. That that might have been intentional. But well, it's still one traumatic moment. The way he got his ankle rolled in that regular season game. Did the guy scissor kick him on oh, purpose? Oh, gotcha, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, and gotcha. that's where it all starts. Mitchell's a baller. Right. Big time. And so, and that's, you, you mock me for it, and I get 39-9-9 is off the charts if you're healthy. But he wasn't healthy. And he is a baller. And what 
freakish, unlikely, yet awesome thing when might he do for the Jazz and the Clutch? When his fingernails heal... Stop. It's not the point. <laughs> You're playing both sides of the fence here. <laughs> he, he is a baller. That's all you need to know yes. about him, man. That's but, it. He's a New York baller. So, he was hurt. That sucked. I'm not that worried about him being hurt next year. Something crazy could happen. But Conley... But Conley, that could be an issue. I don't have any concern about that. Are you serious? None. No, because I know he's going to be hurt. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't know if he'll be hurt in the playoffs. True. Two years ago, he was hurt in the regular season, but he's healthy in the playoffs. Well, he's going to miss games. We already know that. So, I mean, I factor into that. So, right now, given the deal they signed and what we know, if he plays 50 or 60 games next year, so what? 50's on the low side. It is. But if he's healthy for the playoffs, I'll take it. If you told me right now he's only going to play 50 games, but he's going to be healthy for two months in the postseason, I would sign off on that and not complain for a second. Yeah, but can I argue if he's only playing 50, would he be healthy? Yes. So yes, you can you argue that. Just go round and, and that, round on that and one. And that might happen. And if it happens, I don't know that Hassan Whiteside can save him. No, it's because it's not individually about Hassan Whiteside. It's right. about the other guys, too. You know, it's about uh, Rudy Gay. And it's about this Butler kid. And is it about the development of Trent Forrest? You know, he's playing well, but Summer League, I get it. I'm not going to go crazy. But sometimes Summer League matters because I, I have to come clean. I downplayed Mitchell's Summer League. Why was I wrong? Couldn't have been more wrong. But if you're going to contribute in the regular season, you got to dominate in Summer League. And that was true with Mitchell. If you go back further, it was true with Darren Williams. If you go back further, it was true with Andre Kirilenko. D. Will didn't want to go the second year, and they wanted him to go, and there was some conflict behind the scenes. Well, it turned out with Darren, there was a lot of it behind the scenes, but at that point, I don't think we knew it that well, and there was clearly a deal cut. If you do this and this, you can take off. And he went out there, I forget if it was two or three games, he lit people up, and they let him go. He didn't even finish the summer league, and that was pre-Vegas. Now they go to a second one. There was just the the Rocky Mountain Review up here at that point, Uh and he crushed it. He crushed it, and they let him go after a couple games. He had nothing more to prove. He was way better than everybody who was there. And then went into the regular season, and he was ready to play enormous minutes and do his thing. So I'm a big believer in that. And you're right. This, the bar in summer league, it's higher in a lot of cases than college. It's not as structured, but the, the level of the athlete is way better. They'll have to figure out how to negotiate uh, Conley throughout the season, and and they'll come they'll come up with a plan, and they'll have something in mind, and they'll go forward from that perspective to figure out what it is that they want to do, uh, and they'll have a they'll have something set up for sure. But I do think that these other guys give you, especially Gay, gives you all sorts of options that maybe you know you didn't have last year. Yeah, you didn't. I don't. I think you can drop the maybe. They didn't have them. And so, and I think the coaches uh, wanted them. They can't say too much of that because that this is the guys that they're trying to get the most out of and make it happen. But they move pretty quickly and decisively in the offseason. I think that's pretty revealing to the way they wanted this to play and really what they wish they'd had last year, but they realized they just didn't have it. And I want to hear Gay talk about it. You know, why did you choose here? You know, what, what was your thinking going into it? You had other options. So you make a decision. What was it about this place that said, I need to be here? And how do you expect to play? What's your role? What do you think you can do and bring and all that stuff? 
those are legitimate questions that I assume they're going to have them on a podium and being interviewed at some point here when everything clears up and you're allowed to speak to it with all these rules that they've got going forward. Uh, I think that's coming to an end now. And they'll bring him into town and they'll have the press conference. And I'm interested to hear what his answers are going to be and, and what did the Jazz uh, I don't know if Quinn Snyder is going to speak or if it's just going to be Justin Zanuck or what, but what do they envision? Because obviously they've got ideas, they've got plans, and I want to hear what they have to say in that way. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Got another question looming. Should BYU stay independent or join the new Big 12 or the remaining eight or whatever you want to call it? We'll get to that next. Stay with us. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone.